0: Health is everything. Health is everything. La salute lo es todo. La santé est tout. Health is everything. Health is everything. Health is everything. Hi, I'm Eleanor Barrett, age 8, and you're listening to Health is Everything, No Kidding, a podcast from the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health. When my mom was 8, she had a radio show called No Kidding, a talk show where she interviewed doctors about health issues that matter to kids. So now I'm 8, and it's my turn, and there's a lot to talk about. Health is Everything. Adults are talking a lot about health these days, and not just about feeling sick or feeling well, but about the numbers of cases and the spread of virus and things like exponential growth. It's confusing for adults, my mom tells me, and as kids, we have a lot of questions too. In the No Kidding Health is Everything podcast, we believe that health isn't just about what happens in the doctor's office. It's about preventing sickness, eating right to keep ourselves strong, and figuring out what happens when we make changes, not just for one person, but for groups of people. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Lindsay Langinger. A public health educator, researcher, and clinical professor at Dartmouth Tuck School of Business to talk about numbers, health, and, of course, the global pandemic. Thank you so much for talking to me, Dr. Leininger.
1: Thanks, Eleanor. Please call me Lindsay.
0: Okay. That'll be easier. <laughs> All right. Your bio says that you are a health policy researcher. What is that? Like, in kids' language, what do you do?
1: So. In kids' language, and in adults' language too, I help healthcare leaders and policymakers. So think of people like your governor or your mayor. Okay. I teach them how to think about healthcare data. So I am a teacher.
0: Okay. So it sounds like from your research, not everyone can get that kind of care from doctors. What is the vulnerable population? Are kids vulnerable?
1: That's a great question, Eleanor. So most of the teaching that I do to healthcare policymakers, like governors and mayors, is about how best to run the healthcare programs that serve people who are poor and people who are very sick. So people like me think of vulnerability as the kind of adult sciency word for uh, need, a little bit extra needy right like people who need a little bit extra support so I primarily look at data about how best our society can care for people who need a little bit more support
0: okay so so like um, if you could teach us kids one or two things about the numbers in health research how it works wait and what you do
1: sure so I think the easiest way to describe this, and this was my son, Max, who's also eight years old. This is what he told me to tell you. Every Halloween, he and I love to go trick-or-treating together. Now, I don't ask for candy because I'm an adult, but he goes, and this is this is you know his big thing, and he loves getting the candy. But Halloween is for me, too, because what Max and I do after he gets all of his candy is we take all of the candy and we sort it and we put it into a big bar graph. And I enter all of the candy numbers into my computer and I try to look at them for patterns. So if you can think about taking all of your Halloween candy and making a pretty graph of it and looking at patterns, like did I get more Reese's or did I get more Snickers? I do the same thing. I look for patterns in how people use the healthcare system, what drives them to see the doctor, What consequence there is from going to the doctor, all the benefits we see from things like eating healthy food, it's just like the Halloween candy exercise.
0: Yeah, I love Halloween candy too. I, I used to love to sort Halloween candy and it was really fun but now I just prefer to shove them all in my mouth because then I have more shove in my mouth and it keeps on happening so it's mostly they're delicious. Okay, but with all this pandemic stuff going on right now, it seems like every time I ask a question, the grown-ups tell me they don't know, they don't know, they don't know.
1: Boy, Eleanor, it's the truth. There's so little that even people like me who study these types of issues for our work, we just don't know. And a big reason for that is because this is a brand new virus. This virus only got into people late in 2019. And so we scientists haven't really had a chance yet to study it and catch up with it in terms of learning about it and how best to combat it.
0: But grown-ups are supposed to know the answers to this stuff. I wanna be able to plan a schedule and know whether I can go to school in the fall because I get scared when I don't know what's gonna happen next. Does your research give answers like that?
1: Eleanor, That's that is such a That is such a wise way of phrasing this, and I think that not knowing what our schedules are going to be like in the fall is really scary for kids and adults, right? I think we all have a lot of um, scary things that we're navigating right now, and I do want to offer something hopeful, though, even though we don't know a lot about this virus. I want you and your other listeners to know that we have the very best minds in the whole entire world working on learning more about this virus and getting us back to our normal routines as soon as they possibly can. So we all have to navigate a lot of uncertainty, but the finest and brightest minds in the world are working on it.
0: So like, so what data can you tell us?
1: So, what data can I tell you? Well, I can tell you a few things about the coronavirus. I can tell you that the data are pretty clear that it's best for kids and adults to stay away from large group gatherings, especially if they're indoors. So, we know the data are very clear that a a really major way that this virus passes is things like choir practice or going to church. Now these are unfortunate because these are things that are really important for our happiness, so, but we're gonna have to make accommodations for that for a while. The other thing the data tells us, that again is hopeful because it's something as you as a kid and me an adult can actually do to protect ourselves, is to wear masks when we're in public, wash our hands a lot, and try our best to stay six feet away from other people. So those things are in our control and that you know we can actually do.
0: I really, I went to the orthodontist yesterday, and I played with some friends in my neighborhood. We were kind of social distancing, but kind of not, because things are kind of opening back up, and I've been with them before. And I also want to see my other friends, and my mom is always talking about you and the Dear Pandemic, the Facebook group you started, with uh, with some other health researchers and Actually, when I wanted to have a play date with my best friend, she even said she'd have to ask you in the Dear Pandemic, ladies, what is the Dear Pandemic, and why did you start it?
1: Thanks for this question. I'm really always excited to talk about Dear Pandemic. So when the pandemic first hit, people like me were getting a lot of questions from our friends and families. Things like, can I have a play date, right? Your question and my son's (laughs) question. Things like... Can I go grocery shopping? Can I eat apples? All kinds of questions about how we're supposed to go about our business in this crazy new world. And so what I did is I joined up with 10 other health researchers, all of whom happened to be women, so we call ourselves the Nerdy Girls, to answer questions on Facebook. So we could take questions like the ones that your mom asks us, and join them up with all the other questions from all of our other networks and answer them all in an easily accessible way um, to help people live their lives and balance risks. So like
0: you so like you like you started it so that you could answer
1: questions? That's right. We started it so we could answer people's questions. and then it just grew from there. How do you get the things you
0: are doing now? What are the steps to being a health researcher?
1: Oh, what a great question. And I really, there are many things about this pandemic that are scary and not fun. But one thing that I hope comes of it that is a good thing is that more bright, young women like you will want to go into health research. So, um, you have to study. All of us have studied a long time to learn how to do what we do. It's good to study hard, particularly in math and in science. And in those areas, it's really important to keep what's called a growth mindset. I'm not sure if your teachers talk about this, but Maxes do all of the time, that the important thing is the effort and knowing you can always get better at these subjects. And so I think what the nerdy girls and I have a lot of is stick-to-it-ness, right? We can yeah. stick to I
0: th- love the name, the Nerdy Girls. Oh, thank
1: you. That's
0: <laughs> awesome. I think that's really cool. Okay, now I get to ask the question I really want to ask. Okay. Can I just have a play date with just a few friends,
1: please? <laughs> this is definitely what my son Max is asking, too. And look. I don't know you Eleanor's specific context well enough to answer that question for yourself, right? I think your mom and your dad are going to have to figure out with your friends, moms, and dads what's safe and what isn't safe. But here's what I'll tell you. As things start opening up in your community and other communities, the best way to socialize while also being safe is to stay six feet apart outside. And it's best to stick with socializing with one group of friends so if you decide that you want to see one friend or two friends and your parents think it's okay stick with those friends don't mix up the friends that you socialize with that's where we really get into danger.
0: But I really want to hug my Izza, my best friend and I see some of the other kids in the neighborhood playing together Why can't I play with the people I want to play with? I just want to hug my Izza
1: <laughs> It's so hard. I want to hug my best friend, too And I am so sorry that you're dealing with this Eleanor It's really frustrating and it's particularly hard to see other kids doing things that your parents don't feel comfortable with letting you do But it's really important to listen to your parents to know how best to socialize safely with your friends. Because they're the experts on your household.
0: So, okay, so any last bits of advice for these kids about health in these crazy times?
1: I think it's really important that all of the kids know that so many of us adults are here out there making sure that things are safe for kids, and that we fight this pandemic, and I do not want any kids to be scared. That is my big message, that we are gonna get through this together. The kids should not be scared, and you have so many protectors looking out for you. So if ever you have bad feelings or worried thoughts, talk to a trusted adult, but please know that there's a lot of protectors and helpers out there who are taking care of all of the kids.
0: Okay, so like our, our godfathers and our godmothers and all of those people?
1: That's right, all of the trusted people. They, you, they are there for you even if it's over Zoom, if you have feelings that you need to take care of, right, and you want to express. And your teachers are designing safe ways to learn in the summer and in the fall, and the doctors are learning ways to take care of people who get this disease. We are all working really hard. And we are all really working hard to make sure that the kids continue to have a healthy environment.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Lin- Thank Dr. you, Dr. So Lindsay,
1: much- that's good. Dr. <laughs> Lindsay
0: for <laughs> speaking with me. I hope all the kids and adults have learned something about health research today.
1: Thank you so much, Eleanor.
0: Health is everything. Health is everything. La salute lo es todo. La salud es todo. Health is everything. Health is everything.
1: Thank you for listening to Health
0: is Everything. No kidding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, share it with a friend, or rate it on Apple Podcasts. You can follow the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health at Emory CSHH on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time.